And welcome to episode 108 of the Get More Sports Podcast. My name is Doug McCain. Thanks for rocking with us once again on today's episode. The NFL Combine was last night. Should the Cowboys pay Dak? What's the latest on Tom Brady? And the Astros keep getting booed. All that much more here on episode 108 of the Get More Sports Podcast. YouTube comments on the Bregman video, Zappa458. I'm a Cubs fan, but today I have a lot of respect for the Cardinals. Gus says, until the Astros give the pennant, they deserve this. And then Paul Gilius says, I'm a hockey fan, but I was wondering if it's acceptable to clobber the Astro players with a bat. And then Patty says, got him right in the buzzer. So you guys keep lighting up those comments, and I'll keep reading them off here live on the Get More Sports Podcast. But we've got a jam-packed show for you guys today. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. But like I said, topics on topics, takes on takes, lots to get into, so let's get right into it. It's showtime. Are you ready? What it do, baby? Baby, baby. Let's get it on. Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones held court at the NFL Combine. He spoke to reporters for over one hour. It was like the Irishman of sports press conferences. And Jerry Jones talked about the collective bargaining agreement, but then he talked about the Dak Prescott contract negotiations. Here's Jerry Jones addressing the current state of the Dak deal. The same as I feel about Steven. Uh, there's no going forward without Steven or your or one of your family members. So you got to get it figured out. This is a deal that uh, uh, ultimately I have to do, and I'm uh, will have to. Uh, when I say do, I have to sign the check. Okay. Uh, so uh, it's got to fit. It just has to fit, and it has to fit a lot of things. And uh, 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 for me, this is not about Dak. It's about uh, the team and about how to win. And that's not being uh, in any way negative. I think the world of Dak, but uh, it's about the team. And uh, if it's um, if it doesn't feel right, it won't happen. So if it doesn't feel right, it won't happen. It's not about Dak. It's about the team. It has to fit. It just has to fit. That's what she said. Michael. 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 This feels a lot like the Zeke who comments from last year. You remember when Jerry Jones said Zeke who? Zeke who? Zeke who? Zeke who? So you see Jerry Jones at work. He's trying to leverage these negotiations. He's trying to get one over on Dak Prescott. There's got to be a part of Jerry Jones that loves the idea of Tom Brady on the Dallas Cowboys. And if you don't sign Dak Prescott, maybe you sign Tom Brady, then you draft a quarterback, then you have that quarterback under a rookie contract, and then you can build around a defense. Because, hey, they had that great defense last year. Five of those players are free agents this year. So will they be able to retain that entire defense? And to me, it just shows, look, they might love Dak Prescott, but are they in love with Dak Prescott? Are they truly all the way in on Dak Prescott? Something tells me that they're not, because if Dak Prescott was Patrick Mahomes, the ink would have been dry on that contract already. I think the Dallas Cowboys, they're taking a long look at Dak Prescott, and they're specifically looking at his record against elite 
teams. In the last two years against winning teams, Dak Prescott is 5-11. A 5-11 record against winning teams. And in that span, he has 22 touchdowns and 20 turnovers. So when it matters most against elite teams, Dak Prescott isn't an elite quarterback. So why would you give him elite money if he can't beat the big teams? Look at last year. They could have beaten the Patriots on the road. Yes, it was a rainy game. Did he play his best? No. Against Chicago, against Philly, when they could have secured the division. Dak Prescott has not come up big on the biggest of stages, so I think that's giving the Dallas Cowboys pause, and I think they're weighing their options. Now, I think ultimately they do sign Dak Prescott, but it just comes down to, will Dak Prescott give them a little bit of a hometown discount because of all the benefits of being a Dallas Cowboy? But the question I would have would be, can Dak Prescott win a Super Bowl as the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys? Look, if you want to win in the Super Bowl, he's going to be playing against elite competition in the conference title games. Look, last year he had so many opportunities. They played the Saints without Drew Brees. They lost. They scored 15 points on the road against the Buffalo Bills, 9 points against the Patriots. Yes, it's not all on Dak Prescott and the quarterback, but hey, he is the guy that's going to get the money. He's the guy who's looking for 38 to $44 million in that range. And if you're going to pay him that kind of money, you have to expect those kind of results. And to me, I'm not so sure that Dak Prescott is capable of those results. I'm not saying he's not a solid to great quarterback in the NFL, but is he in the Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson category? Absolutely not. And look, if you franchise Dak Prescott, you're just telling us you don't want him long term. That's what this league has shown us. Look what the Washington Redskins did with Kirk Cousins. They franchise him. He ends up in Minnesota. Minnesota. I truly believe the Dallas Cowboys are strongly considering Tom Brady, and I think the interest is mutual. Look, if you're Tom Brady, Dallas makes perfect sense. Look at the weapons they have compared to what you had last year. Last year, you were going to war with butter knives. You go to Dallas, Ezekiel Elliott, Amari Cooper, lots of talent, and then also, if you trade that pick and you get to a tag of Vailoa, you got some superstars in Dallas. Look, Dak Prescott is a star. He's not a superstar. That's not a debate. Just his name cachet. Tom Brady is the biggest name in football, not named Patrick Mahomes right now. And you bring him to Dallas. And if you're Jerry Jones, look, you could go 0-16 next year. As long as you have Tom Brady on the Dallas Cowboys, you have the biggest story in sports. Tom Brady plus Dallas Cowboys equals the biggest story in football. And we know Jerry Jones wants that. But most importantly, I think Tom Brady has some left in the tank. I think Tom Brady wants to show Bill Belichick, I can win a ring with Without you, and to do that with the marquee franchise in the NFL, I think Dallas should bring Brady to the boys, and I think next year the biggest star in the NFL should have the biggest star on his helmet. The Houston Rockets are rolling right now. The Houston Rockets, five straight wins. For the Rockets, small ball, micro ball, the pocket Rockets, whatever you want to call it, it is working in Houston. And Russell Westbrook and James Harden, that combo is working. 63 combined points for Westbrook and Harden. The other night, the Brody and the Beard are getting it done for Houston. And since that Robert Covington trade, Russell Westbrook has shot better than 52% in all six of his games played, and he scored more than 30 points in five of them. So Russell Westbrook, he's benefited from that small ball, bringing in Robert Covington, going five out, giving him all the spacing, and letting him get to the rack, and it has worked out. In his past six games, 
Westbrook has averaged 34 points on 56.9% shooting. In February, he's averaged 32.3 points, 7.1 rebounds, and 6.1 assists, with the Rockets going 6-1 in games he's played, losing only to that buzzer beater against the Utah Jazz. So in his entire career, Russell Westbrook, his longest streak of shooting 52% or better was three games. And we're talking Russell Westbrook, an MVP, an all-time great, and he's really starting to play his best basketball with the Houston Rockets. Houston doesn't have a problem. Houston is a problem. Houston, and James problem. Harden fully believes that this team can win a championship and hoist that Larry O'Brien trophy. I'm very, very confident. Extremely confident. As long as we stay healthy, obviously, every team feels that way. Um, so as long as we can stay healthy and uh, defensively be on a string, I think which we've almost gotten rid of, uh, we're going to be a tough challenge. Now, not only does James Harden think the Rockets are the best team in the league, he thinks he's the best player in the league. The All-Star Game is a collection of the NBA's best players. Yeah. Where do you think you rank in that right now? <laughs> what do you mean? Where do you think you rank among the NBA's best players right now? I feel like I'm the best player. Um, yeah, I just, throughout the course of the year, I don't see uh, double teams from anybody else. <laughs> Maybe Dame when he, you know, obviously he's been going on an amazing stretch. But usually you see a double team after you have a 50.9 or 60.9. If I have a 18.9, I'm, the next game I'm seeing a double team. So the first thing I want to say is that James Harden, you are not the only player in the NBA that gets double teamed. Bro, what are you talking about, man? Yes, Damian Lillard gets double teamed, Luka Doncic, Bradley Beal, Giannis when he drives, LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, and you don't even lead the NBA in double teams. Trey Young is the most double teamed player in the NBA, but I also want to say is the reason why James Harden has been the leading scorer the last few years, the reason why he won league MVP is because he thinks he's the best player in the NBA. Look, even if he's not the best player in the NBA, you don't get to this level without thinking you're the best player in the NBA. I bet you there's 50, 100 players in the NBA that truly believe they're the best in the league. And so, hey, I don't fault James Harden for saying that. Look, Muhammad Ali once famously said, I'm the greatest. I said that before I even knew I was. So you have to believe it for you to even be in the conversation for best player in the league. And then James Harden took a couple shots at Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis Antetokounmpo, of course you remember in the All-Star Game draft, he had this to say, about James Harden. Okay, this is a tough one. Um, I'm between Ken by Trey Young. Wait, you don't, but want, I gotta the, go. you don't want the dribbler? <laughs> <laughs> I want somebody that's going to pass the ball. That's what I want. <laughs> and then even after that All-Star game, Giannis rose Harden again. So we're just trying to, you know, find whoever, um, you know, James Harden was guarding. You know, that's who we thought uh, we're going to have an opportunity to score on. And, and so I'm telling you, this is getting personal between Giannis and James Harden. Yes, they competed for league MVP for a few years, but for whatever reason, Giannis just does not mess with James Harden. Giannis hates James Harden more than Shaq hates saying Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis Antetokounmpo. So the Greek freak, he's taking some swings at the beard, but today, James Harden, he had his clap back on the Greek freak. James Harden. I have more assist than him, I think. You ranked 10th in assists going into the All-Star break, and Kembo ranked 36th in assists going into the All-Star break. So I, don't see, I, don't, I don't see what the joke is. 
But I don't even, I, I didn't even see it. And I don't, I don't pay attention to stuff like that. Uh, I just know none of them can mess with me. <laughs> you know, but I wish I could just run, run and with seven feet and run and just dunk. Like that takes no skill at all. <laughs> I gotta actually learn how to play basketball and how to have skill, you know? Wait a minute, did James Harden just say that Giannis Antetokounmpo needs to learn how to play basketball and get some skill? And so there's no love loss between Giannis and James Harden. And guess what? We get to see them face off on March 25th. I can't wait. There's too much love in the NBA. We need some player rivalries. And to have the last two MVPs not like each other, to hate each other, that's good for the game. And I wouldn't be surprised to see another one of these from Giannis. Yeah, we all thought that was an accident. It clearly wasn't. And I wouldn't be surprised to see James Harden ducking some Giannis air balls. Tricks out of his pocket last year in the playoffs. And someone just goes off. Okay, so we've officially got some beef here in the NBA, and I love it. Giannis versus Harden, the beard versus the freak, and hey, my preseason prediction for the NBA Finals, I had the Bucks versus the Rockets, so if we get that, we're going to have a war, and all i got to say is get your popcorn ready, because we've got the next great player rivalry in the NBA. Now, many wondered going into this spring training, would the Houston Astros get booed? Would the Houston Astros get beaned? Yes and yes. The Houston Astros, they've already gotten hit by seven pitches this spring training, and they must feel like they've seen the ghosts of cheaters pass because they're getting booed by everyone. And according to John Heyman, the boos are starting to wear on the Houston Astros. He tweeted, if it makes anyone feel better, there's no doubt Astros players are suffering for their shenanigans. Some of them seem sad. With others, it feels like they've lost their edge. Prediction, it's going to be a long season, and they will very likely underperform. So the Boo Birds are out in force. They're getting drilled by pitches. Look, at this point, I'm really starting to feel bad for the Houston Astros. No, wait a second. I don't feel bad at all for the Houston Astros. This is how I feel about the Astros getting booed. Oh, boo-hoo. Let me play a sad song for you on the world's smallest violin. This is serious. I know. This really is the world's smallest violin. See? So if you're the Houston Astros, get used to this. It's going to be relentless all season long. You have to build a thick skin. You have to build a thick skin and learn how to take a beating just like that trash can took a beating when you were stealing signs. You can't have Astros personnel going into the crowd stealing signs away from fans because, hey, you shouldn't steal signs from fans that are enraged that the Astros stole the World Series. It's not a good look. You have to let fans get their booze out, come to the stadium with their signs because, hey, it's only going to get worse if you try to stop the fans. And then there's George Springer. George Springer, the 2017 World Series MVP, he was getting booed badly the other day in a split-squad Grapefruit League game against the New York Mets. He was batting against Justin Wilson, and he was getting booed badly. So badly that he wanted to take matters into his own hands. He wanted to silence the crowd, and then this happened. Steve,
the affable George Springer. And he tried to hit the ball 17,000 miles in response to the. Hey, you know what they say, the harder they boo, the harder they fall. And George Springer learned the hard way yesterday. And I think it's important for this Astros team, they cannot press. They cannot give in to these boos because they're already going to have a tough time this year, you know, not knowing the pitch that's coming. And for them to give in to the boos, I think they're going to have a rough year. I think the Astros are going to struggle all season long. I mean, look, they've already gotten hit by seven pitches in spring training. Yeah, it was timing was Absolutely unfortunate for him as he takes the hit by pitch Not to see that. Oh, breaking ball. Yeah, that's an off-speed pitch that got away. So if you're the Houston Astros, you better have those ice packs ready. You're going to get bruised all season long. You're going to get hit by pitches all season long. And then you're going to get booed all season long. I hope all the Astros players are wearing earplugs because it's going to get ugly and it already has. So you're going to be hearing booze all season long. You're going to hear trash can banging all season long. The only way, if you want to make this go away, Houston Astros, only way to do it, what if these boos get so bad? What if they get harassed all season long to the point where they say, hey, we don't want the trophy. Just take it. Please stop booing. Please stop banging the trash cans because that is the only thing that you can do to make this go away. We all know that Rob Manfred in Major League Baseball is not going to do it. So if you want to stop the boos, you got to give back the trophy. But before we wrap, I want to hit you with some get more sports facts of the day which school had the most invites to this year's nfl combine the answer lsu the lsu tigers had 16 combined participants that's the most by any school in a single combine since 2003 what was the fastest 40 yard dash in nfl combine history that goes to john ross the washington receiver ran the 40 yard dash at a 4-2-2, 4-2-2 seconds. Of course, a lot of people say that Deion Sanders' prime time ran a 4-1, but he was clocked at 4-2-7, so we'll never know. The bench press records, Steven Paya, the D-tackle, did 49 reps of 225. But that is going to do it for episode 108 of the Get More Sports podcast. Thanks again. See you guys Monday, and I'm out.